this is Kerry Williams, and welcome to today's Shepherds and Sheepdogs podcast, where we discuss the role of elders, of ministers, evangelists, and the relationship they should have with the membership and with one another. Today we're going to pick up where we left off in our last podcast, where we're talking about 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 through 4, as we discuss an exhortation to elders from Peter, both an apostle and a fellow elder. You remember that Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4, the elders who are among you, I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but by being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. What I'd like us to do today is to kind of break down his discussion and his exhortation of elders here in this passage, because there's a lot of information that he breaks up into little bits of information that I think are helpful to every shepherd as they work with the membership, with the flock, in every time. First of all, the basis of this exhortation comes from Peter, not just as an apostle and the authority that that brings through inspiration of the Word of God, but also as a fellow elder. So he's not just commanding them here and using his apostolic authority, but he's speaking to them as one who can empathize, one who is involved as a co-worker in that particular task, which is to work with. So he exhorts them rather than just commanding them, almost as if he is talking as a friend trying to plead with and, and help another to step into his role. And I think that's a very important aspect of leadership because we need to be people who don't just take a commanding type of leadership role especially shepherds who they, they don't just control or lead over or lord over a group like you would in a business environment and exercise authority. No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's an authority that is born of relationship and of love and concern for the people that they lead. I think probably a great illustration or comparison metaphor would be that of a father with his children. And we see that in the Apostle Paul when he would say again and again, follow me as I follow Christ. And then he would also indicate that the people in Corinth and other churches, that they're his children in the gospel. So he's not afraid to use that, that kind of comparison of a father with his children. I've noticed in the church, though, we don't do that very much. We don't really use that imagery. And I think it's because we probably assume that people don't want to be considered as children. But, you know, it, being a child, that's not an insultive thing. I'm a grown man and almost 50 years old, and I think about my dad, and it's not an insult for him to say he's my father. And certainly, as a grown man, I don't want him kind to command me, but when my dad, out of concern, out of love for me, wants to help me and give me counsel and advice, well, what son wouldn't listen to that from a loving father? And, and I think that should be the mode of relationship-style leadership that elders should try. Now, there are times, of course, where elders have to 
exercise authority that's given to them by the Lord. But as a general rule, I think Peter gives them a great example here of what it means to try to work with people, to encourage them, to exhort them, rather than just to command. Now, the exhortation itself is broken up into several little components. First of all, he talks about that the task of an elder is to shepherd the flock of God. And so to be able to shepherd, to pastor, to lead the people of God, elders must, it says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, 2, a bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable. And then it says, be able to teach. I mean, when we think about that metaphor of a father, our, our fathers taught us so much if we had good fathers. And they taught us in so many ways, through example, through leading the way, through conversations. I remember with my son how many little conversations we had in the car that to him at the time didn't seem like much, and I'm sure he would rather have had his mind on different things as we're going to baseball practice or going to football games or whatever it may have been. But yet, now that he's an adult, sometimes he references back to those things that we talked about. So able to teach. It also tells us in Titus chapter 1, 9, that they should hold fast to the word that they've been taught, that they may be able by sound doctrine to exhort and convict those who contradict. And so Peter is also, when he talks about shepherding the flock of God, not only does it involve teaching through both, you know, official type teaching, you know, in front of people, but also through that sense of example and relationship, it also involves the ability by sound doctrine to exhort and convict. So an elder has to know what he believes. He has to know why he believes it and be able to articulately explain it and also help people to be able to know how to defend their faith. So to shepherd the flock of God, you have to be a man who's knowledgeable, but who has the right spirit and is willing to communicate that knowledge, that wisdom to the people that he leads. He also says, those which are among you. So the responsibility is for the sheep in the congregation where they serve. Uh, we know that a, an eldership doesn't extend past the local congregation. In fact, that's some of the heresy that would come in after the first century when one bishop would start to rule as just a single bishop rather than a plurality of elders over one church and then ultimately it led to a bishop being over multiple churches that wasn't god's design the eldership they have responsibility for the flock which is among them in acts 20 28 it says therefore take heed to yourself and to the flock among which the holy spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of god which he purchased with his own blood so implied there is he has given you authority and leadership over those people in your flock. And that should be the focus of every shepherd. Have you ever wanted to know more about the devil, demons, demon possession, and angels? These are subjects we talk about in our churches but seldom dive into. In my little book, A War to Be Won, A Study of Spiritual Warfare, I examine these subjects and turn to Scripture to put the pieces together, the hints in Scripture, to help us find a deeper understanding. This book, as along with all my other books, can be found on my website, carrywaynewilliams.com, under the tab Books. 
I hope that you'll go there and pick up a copy today. The next part that Peter discusses is the importance of serving as overseers. Here the work of an elder is summarized to oversee the flock of God. Notice Peter calls such oversight as serving as overseers. And that's very important to understand that that no eldership should ever, no individual elder should ever look at his position as a self-interested kind of authority or honor that gives something to himself. And I've seen that in the church sometimes where it seems like folks really like the power. No, no, no. He does have authority. He does have the leadership that's been given to him by the Lord, that's been then placed upon him as an ambassador of the king. But yet, he sees it as a sense of service. And then he says, not by constraint, but willingly. So the elder has to have a desire. He has to have a, a deep-seated sense that his role is needed and he wants to fulfill it, but not for himself, of course, but for the people that he serves. In 1 Timothy 3.1, it says, This is a faithful saying, If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. That's why we always say that the very first qualification of a shepherd is he has to want to be a shepherd. Now, I don't think that means that everyone has to be chomping at the bit to always be, be looking forward to the day where they finally get to be an elder. I think there's a very real sense of a burden of responsibility. And I don't think that this, therefore, this, this concept of being willing to serve as an elder, of having a desire to serve as an elder, is necessarily just a person who doesn't have any reservations. Because anytime there's a great responsibility that's going to be placed on someone and they understand the gravity of that responsibility, there's going to be a sense of doubt, perhaps, because they take it very, very seriously. And I've seen men who, because they had a sense of doubt, turned away from the eldership, although they might have a desire and they want to see good things in the church and good leadership, they still, because they feel that sense of, well, maybe I'm not fully qualified or maybe I'm not fully capable of this, and they have those doubts because of the burden of responsibility that they shy away from accepting that role. I think we need to balance this out because, indeed, every shepherd should be qualified but those qualifications are talking about character. And I think that we would all look at that and certainly we can rule our household well, but not everyone's always kept their temper and not everyone's done that perfectly at every moment. But in general, we know if we've tried to do that well. And that's true on all the rest of those qualifications. He's talking about a person of character, not a person who's perfect, not a person who's never made a mistake. And so when we look at this, I, I wish that men wouldn't take that sense of burden of responsibility, that, that sense of foreboding because of the great responsibility that it is, and turn away just because they feel inadequate. No, we have to have a willingness, but that doesn't mean that we have to have a perfection. Then he says, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. An elder um, you know, we're going to see that it's going to be illustrated in 1 Timothy chapter 5, worthy of double honor. An elder can be financially motivated or financially compensated for his work, but that shouldn't be his primary motivation. He shouldn't do it 
just because it brings him money, but it also means he shouldn't do it because it brings him power or authority or self-esteem or any of those selfish gains. It should be for the right reason. And then he says, not as being lords over those entrusted to you. Well, as implied before, the oversight, it, this oversight is a position of service, never to be abused, never to be taken from a dictatorial position. A sobering thought is that elders, they're entrusted with the souls that they care. They're the Lord's souls. They're not ours. They're the most precious thing in the world that he came and gave his life for. They're his bride, his precious bride. And in a very real sense, elders are, are somewhat like caretakers or guardians who the Lord has entrusted to watch over his precious bride. They should take that very seriously and consider what that means when dealing with members. Yes, at times there has to be discipline that's exercised. But this idea of being entrusted, of being given the responsibility over something and people who are precious is very, very important. And Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey those who have the rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. That means that a shepherd is constantly aware of the gravity of his responsibility and that he needs to treat the church as the precious bride of Christ. Yes, exercising authority when need be, but always approaching people with love and with that right motivation and that right spirit. And then he concludes and says, but being examples to the flock, just as shepherds are best led and not sheep are best led and not driven so it is for the people of God elders will have less problem getting people to follow them and submitting to their care when they lead by example when they're out in the front when they're active when they're attending when they're involved in people's lives it's been said that the best shepherds are those that smell like sheep and this is that basic concept of being an example of being with them and showing people how much they care for them. What a great responsibility and what a great, great honor it is to serve the church, either as an evangelist or particularly as a shepherd of God's people. If you shepherd the church of God in your location, I pray that you are able to do so with all of these qualities, with a sincere heart. And just remember, there are going to be conflicts, there's going to be difficulties, but the thing that will keep you on track is always love the, the sheep, love the membership, love the bride of Christ, and always want to fulfill your responsibility entrusted to you by the Lord to take care of that which matters most to God in all the universe, his precious bride, his kingdom. What a great responsibility. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Go and subscribe to this channel if you would. It helps me a lot, and we'll hopefully see you here next time. God bless. Thank you.